This last Neezy news cycle. Empire's taking over, kid. The ratings of Empire have trumped all of the shows that competed against its time slot and broke a 23-year Nielsen ratings record. Stomped out Modern Family, goddamn. Obama is not an Empire fan. We'll be touching on why later on in this show. Speaking of Obama, ex-mayor 9-11 Giuliani has insights into our president's heart and soul. And Gerardo Riviera thinks hip-hop is worse for black people than racism. The Oscars were last night, and they were the whitest Oscars in like 17 years or some shit. Probably goes hand-in-hand with that seven-year low they were experiencing in their viewership. All this and more coming up right here on TNPS. Greetings, United States of Earth. Welcome to the Neasy Please Show. I am your host, Neasy Please, reporting in Washington. We begin tonight with this. What the hell's going on with Empire? The TV drama about a black media entertainment family gone worldwide on these motherfuckers. I don't know, but I'll tell you what. I am really glad that I am not a member of the Lion family. Is it Lion? Lion? Lion. Motherfuckers be lying left and right in that family. Vicious motherfuckers. Their last name should have been Sharks. It's a Sharks family. Lucius Lyon, played by Terrence Howard, basically is like a hip-hop mogul. Sort of like a Jay-Z meets Russell Simmons meets Suge Knight with a dash of Bumpy Johnson in there for good measure. Has basically put together a media rap empire built around his family and his escapades earlier on in his life of being a gang-banging soldier of the Strizzies with his down-ass bitch Cookie Lion by his side, played by Taraji P. Henson, a.k.a. Cookie Monster for short. You better know about it. This show is hitting all the right buttons in all the right places in America, but I gotta wonder, is this show good for black people? Yes and no. That's what I presume. Does it show black people in a place of power? Absolutely. Does it show black people in a necessarily good light? Absolutely not. But hell, black people aren't really in a good light to begin with. So it's time we step on out of the shadows and act like it. So the show's basically about Lucius Lyon, and he's a hip-hop rap mogul, and he runs this major-ass empire label called Empire. And basically, he's dying. He's got ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. And the brother's got, like, three years before he's got to turn over the keys to his empire, which is going public, to one of his family members. But all of his family members are some jakes. Meanwhile, Cookie Lion just got out of jail and she took the rap for some shit that went down like eight years ago or 20 years ago or some shit. I don't know. I don't keep up with these things. But basically, Cookie been in the tank for a long, long time. and She finally get out and she's like, nigga, I'm coming for what's mine. Insisting that being that she invested her original $30,000 of gangster money in this business, half of Empire belongs to her. 
And in this TV show, legally, that appears to be the breaks. That's just what it is. Meanwhile, Lucius got all of his little family members, all of his little sons and some uncles and cousins, some little hood rat motherfuckers tagging along as he's trying to build them up to take over this business that he has achieved called Empire. Who we got in this roster? Let's start from youngest to oldest. We got Hakeem Lyon. He's like the the fiery guy of the family, kind of like a wannabe Pac with none of the experiences. All heart. Played by Bashir Gray. But he's not as talented as his middle brother, played by Jesse Smollett, who plays Jamal Lyon in this family, who is hyper-talented, hyper-sensitive, and hyper-gay. And not afraid to live it, even at the risk of forfeiting his right to his father's empire. But being that his father has constantly shunned him because his dad's a homophobic dick, he's decided that the best way to prove himself to his father is by showing him that he's the most talented member of this family worthy of taking over his empire. Then we've got the oldest of the three sons, Andre Lyon, played by Trey Byers, who's kind of like the robotic left brain cracker ass nigga. You know, you got to have one of those on the team. But there's a twist. See, Andre is also bipolar and it fucks with his brain big time. So he's basically got like two personalities, one side, extra mathematical, linear businessman, clinical cracker. And then the other side is a nigga who speaks in third person all the time. Like Andre ain't going to have this shit. Once Andre get another drink in him, you better watch out, bitch. So it's weird because he'll go from being all super logical and calm to being like hyper niggerish. Never know what he's going to do. But he's book smart. Went to business school at Wharton University or some shit like that. But he be having these weird ass episodes because he's suffering from a bipolar disorder. So he'll go from being super calm into super thug real quick. Nigga, Andre ain't having this shit. Cause what? What he should do is get his medications balanced right, stick to staying Andre Super Thug, and start rapping on these niggas, take over the family business from the business end and the musical end. He'd be unstoppable. And then Andre's got his wife, who's white, Rhonda Lyon, and she works in the fashion industry, and she'd be on some scandalous shit too. Actually, everybody in the whole damn family be on some scandalous shit. They're all about money, and like I said, man, they all got their shark's fins, and I'm not talking LL Cool J. Their head is not like a shark's fin just their backs and they're always seeming to stab each other in their back every opportunity they get then we got some sidekick motherfuckers in the show you know who we got we got malik yoba playing uncle vernon turner or cousin vernon turner some shit like that then of course we got gabri sadibi as becky lucius is loyal to a fault assistant who's all heart and probably has the cutest voice on the show now empire does perpetuate a lot of stereotypes of black people but shit man a lot of stereotypes are true so what are you gonna do Let's not run from them. Let's embrace these things. That's what I say. So like I was saying, the show comes down to Lucius Lyon, who's suffering from ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. And he's like, someone's got to take over my family business. And Kooky just got out of jail. And Kooky's like, nigga, I want the business because I want what's mine. You're going to give me what you owe. And then Lucius is all kind of like, I ain't got no time for that. Plus, he's got his little thing that he was messing with since Kooky was on the inside in Grace Geely. Am I saying that right? I don't know. Who plays Anika Gibbons, who he is now engaged to. But you know he got to be messing around with Kooky at some time because we're talking real drama, baby. That's what this is. It's a drama. It's like a melodrama. It's like an action-packed gangster drama. It's got everything that a growing American society needs to feel so good about being so bad. But at the end of the day, it's just a TV show. But that's not to say that they can't touch on some real shit. Like at one point on the show, 
Lucius Lyon's son, the hothead, Hakeem, gets caught in a drunken rant talking shit about Obama and how that brother's basically a cracker and how he need to do more for black people. And then on the show, that shit goes viral. Now, needless to say, in reality, the Obamas at some point probably did watch this show and they let it be known that they weren't feeling those particular jabs at his administration. But, you know, art mimicking life, life mimicking art. At some point, these things are intertwined, and you know Taraji P. Henson had to go ahead and let it be known. And I quote, she's just glad people are talking. Everybody don't like Obama. People are out there saying that. That's what art is supposed to do, expose this shit. You know what we're dealing with? The subject matter that's not really dealt with. Art's supposed to challenge, start a conversation, so let's lift the carpet up and deal with this dirt. It's not like we bashed Barack Obama on the show and went off. No. Lucius Lyon jumped in his son's ass. That's real life stuff, so I'm glad you're mad. Do something about it. Go in the hood and talk to these kids so they don't do dumb stuff like that. End quote. Something tells me they're going to have a hard time winning over this current administration. But it ain't like this current administration hasn't earned it. Again, black people are hurting. And I think Barack Obama could do more to help black people specifically in this country, especially considering how Common and John Legend brought up last night at the Oscars that the Voting Rights Act is being compromised once again. And we have more black men under correctional control today than were under slavery in 1850 so hell to the motherfucking yeah this president can do more to help black people in this country but it's not just on barack obama it's also something that black folks got to do as a people so we can get our shit together you know we can't just have our head in the clouds mad every time it drip drop drip drippity drop and if this show in any way gets black people to wake the fuck up rebel dissent question the authority of the people that we elect as our leaders to lead us then ultimately i gotta say that that's a good thing because just like taraji said it's all about starting the conversation that's why i started doing this show so white media does not frame me in a way that i don't want to be spoken of i'll frame myself for these thought crimes thank you drip drop drip dripity drop as always, you can feel free to email me via Neezy at pleaseheat.com or you can check me out on Twitter via at NeezyPlease. I'm on Facebook via NeezyPlease, both the band page as well as the person. And I'm also on Instagram under plain old please. We got that shit circulating up on the SoundCloud. Don't be scared to hit that candy like hard button. Show that you love your boy Neezy, please. Please know that I love you too. We're talking music, politics, and bullshit. Let's keep it cracking. We're going to take a quick break, and when we return, we're going to do the Neasy News. That's last week's news this week. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Neasy Please Show. As always, moving at the time-tested and bona fide speed of 100% genuine, true, colored people time. We're taking it back to last week's news this week, and then we're going to tell you what to keep an eye out for in the week ahead. You are now listening to the Neasy News. Keep it locked right here on the Nigga Please Show. Today is February 23rd, Moon Day. Let's do the weather. It's abnormally nice. It shouldn't be nice out right now. They're going to need to spray more barium in the sky so that we can get some clouds going on in here and they can make sure they can transmit electromagnetic and extra low frequency mind control transmissions to keep us frazzled and spread the Morgellons disease evenly across our fine state. Back in the day today, this happened and we'll never forget it. 1896, the Tootsie Roll is introduced by Leo Hirschfield right after we fought a war so that niggas was allowed to read. Then in 1919, the fascist party forms in Italy by Benito Mussolini. And I spoke on this before in the show. My grandma actually saw Benito Mussolini being hung. Yikes. 
And I've never told a lie. Walt Disney's animated movie Pinocchio was released on this day in 1940. How's about that? 1968, Wilt Chamberlain becomes the first NBA player to score 25,000 points in the league. And finally, in 1993, Gary Coleman wins a $1,280,000 lawsuit against his parents for taxing his ass when he was a kid child star actor. What you talking about, Mom and Dad? Let's move on with the Neasy News. What we got? What we got? Rudy Giuliani's making waves again. My man, the Nosferatu, returns. He is talking that President Obama does not love America in his heart. And Rudy Giuliani would know because Rudy Giuliani's vampire six senses gives him a keen insight into what lurks in the heart of men. He can just smell your blood and tell if you love America or not. That's how vampire-like he is, and that's how patriotic he is. Rudy Giuliani also says that President Obama is anti-colonialism. And just between my audience and myself, if anyone can write in and let me know who the fuck is pro-colonialism, ask any native person relative to any land if they're pro-colonialist, except for maybe Europeans. You know, I don't know what Rudy Giuliani's got against black people. It's like... He enjoyed being the bootlick for the police state under Mayor Michael Bloomberg, who would prefer that black men and women not be able to own guns until they're 21 years of age because we're too irresponsible to handle them. We'll just kill ourselves. Rudy 911 Giuliani, be careful. The sun will rise at any moment. And for your blood-sucking vampiric kind, that means major danger. Moving on. Up, oh, we got Geraldo Riviera. He's making news, too. What did Geraldo say? What Geraldo got to say about that? Geraldo says that hip-hop music has been more damaging for the black and brown community in the last 10 years than racism combined. Wow. Well, I'm going to hearken to what Russell Simmons said uh, earlier last week when he said that, you know, Geraldo just got laid off from Celebrity Apprentice <clears throat> with Donald Trump. And he's probably looking to make waves. He needs to make headlines. So he's going to come out and smack around our vulnerable demographic of black and brown people because that seems to be the latest fad. Everybody and their fucking moms infantasizing the black and brown community, talking about us and around us like we're children versus working with us on how we can better our communities. I always like to remind white people that just because you don't live in black and brown communities doesn't mean that that's not your community. That's just the place where you stuck us black and brown people. But this place is still America and you dumb motherfuckers are going to figure this shit out one way or another while you dust your hands. So I guess the white community has their own problems, right? But then you'll send us across oceans into foreign lands to fight the white man's war, right? Those are our problems. But what you niggas got going on in your hoods, that's y'all's problems. Kiss my fucking ass. And Geraldo, you can kiss my monkey ass twice. El messenger es no importante. Blame hip-hop. Moving on. What else do we got? Looks like Afro Man slapped the shit out of a bitch. Damn. That nigga gotta go to jail. Matter of fact, I'm taking the Afro out that nigga's name. That's just a man. Matter of fact, I'm taking the man out that motherfucker's name. He's going back to his slave name. That nigga's name is Joseph Edgar Foreman, no longer Afro man. He lost a lot of respect when he laid a fucking haymaker on a bitch for just walking up on stage. Damn, nigga, go with the flow. That's the bouncer's job. Now you got to pay the time and the fine, stupid ass. Let's move on from that nigga far away. 
Hey folks, sad to inform you, my nigga real in the field, aka Ahmad Givens, has died after a long battle with cancer. The VH1 star was only 33 years young. And let me be real straight and clear with this one right here, fuck cancer. Love and prayers goes out to the Givens family. Big shout out to Chance, we got your back, my nigga. Keep your head up. Moving on. Bill O'Reilly. Like I said, man, that nigga be lying, talking shit, two-faced motherfucker. Alright, so now it's turning out that while he was pouring salt on the wounds of MSNBC for Brian Williams getting caught in a few whoppers, this dude's been caught in a couple whoppers of his own. Yes, indeed, he was lying about being in the war zones of El Salvador and the Falklands. David Korn and Daniel Shulman have wrote for Mother Jones that for years, O'Reilly has recounted dramatic stories about his own war reporting that don't withstand scrutiny, even claiming he acted heroically in a war zone that he apparently never set foot in. That's a damn shame considering Bill O'Reilly is supposed to be the master of the no-spin zone. But I've been trying to tell you about this too-tall, bigoted bully for a couple episodes now, so, you know, maybe we'll catch on eventually. He needs to take some time off like Brian Williams. Stop taking bites out of them whoppers and take a lengthy sabbatical from fomenting that not-so-fair-and-balanced news analysis that he touts about so much. But I doubt it, because he's too pig-headed and arrogant to do so. Plus, Fox News likes to keep bigots on their roster. That's just how they roll, baby. Moving on. Like we touched on earlier in the show, the Oscars were last night. Nobody really watched them, but I got to give a shout out again to my man Common and my man John Legend for holding it down for the Salma soundtrack. Everybody in the audience was teary-eyed and glistening in both the performance and their acceptance speech for those great honors. It's a goddamn shame that the Grammys can't honor these niggas in the same way that the motherfucking Oscars got to do via, vicariously, the Salma soundtrack. A goddamn shame. But that's gentrification for you. Can't leave out my man Justin Simeon, the writer and the director of Dear White People, making noise and making news over this weekend when he called for more diversity in Hollywood, in movies, in productions overall at the 30th Annual Independent Spirit Awards where he won an award for his thought-provoking movie, Dear White People. It's all about provoking thought, now isn't it? Congratulations again, Justin Simeon. We're super proud of you. And finally, let's wrap up this sneezy news session with the world not at Cold War 3. Some news coming out of Nigeria. Some asswipe lowlife devil hellspawn decided that it would be an awesome idea to strap a bomb to a baby girl and stroll her through a checkpoint where they vicariously ended up murdering five people and injuring many more. Again, I assume this has something to do with those blasphemous gang-banging motherfuckers Boko Haram. We can almost conclude it was them beyond a shadow of a doubt. Not looking good for Nigeria's elections coming up destabilizes the whole region. Not looking good for American forces either because we always seem to get pulled into these stupid ass shits. Destabilization through, huh, pro-colonialism. Thanks a lot, Rudy Giuliani and everyone who advocates for such dumbass ideas as colonialism. This is the end result. Murky borders, perpetual wars, all feeding the military industrial complex. We can do better than that. Meanwhile, Ukraine and Russia appear to be attempting to downsize their efforts to go not at Cold War by pulling heavy artillery off of each other's borders. Again, the last thing that planet Earth needs is white people going to war against other white people. Y'all be tripping. You take shit too far. Which brings us into In the Week Ahead. Keep a lookout for what Benjamin Netanyahu does when he gets to the United States to run his fucking mouth about how we need to go to war against Iran. We're not falling for it. It's a bunch of bullshit. War is over if you want it. 
In order for war to be over, you have to decide so, and then you have to say so, and then you have to make it so, number one. And that's the Neasy Please Show for now. Again, we're cutting this bit short because I'm just about wrapped up with this or that, so I'm about to bring my man Amadot through on the show. We're about to talk about what's up next. Holla! Two-part EP, these and those, with these having a fast-approaching Neasy release date. I say Neasy release date because that shit is late, but it's coming, motherfuckers, and it's coming like a sledgehammer. I'd like to think you are listening for being with us and you can catch this show again next week my niggas and niggettes all this and more is available to you the listener for free to download on www.pleazie.com that's www.pleazie.com keep an eye out for what we post on the horizon more on that in future shows please feel free to leave comments on the Neasy Please Show iTunes podcast page and be sure to check us out every day of every week to see what's really good with new Northwest music via www.pleazie.com we hope you enjoy it we'll see you next week with more music politics and that old bullshit ahead as always i'm n dot pleasy wishing you love peace and the pursuit of happiness